0: ...seed sown into that good fruit, so watered, water it will take root, go and produce a hundredfold harvest of eternal fruit that remains, Lord. There'll be a light shining forth, and your word will accomplish that which you sent it forth to do. Oh, we thank you for it now, in Jesus' name. Alright, a couple quick things about the altar ministry. God is wanting to raise up people in these last days that are going to operate in the supernatural. And... It's important that you get into the spirit and minister in the spirit and not rely on natural knowledge or things in the outward. But let me give you an example. Let's say that somebody came in and they were dressed in a way that in the natural you would assume that they're poor. And so you go up to them and you you know you begin to pray for them, "Oh God, open up the finances." You know, and you're just really <laughs> interceding for them. And they come to find out later they're a multimillionaire. They just don't like to dress flashy. You would look, you know, pretty goofy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but things like that happen all the time, all the time in churches. They, people look on the outward. They judge by the outward, and the Bible says that that's the case. In fact, the Bible says that man has a tendency to judge by the outward, but God looks at the heart. But anyway, the point is, is that you cannot go by the outward. You have to go by. Um, what the Holy Spirit is speaking. So see, there's a difference between imparting and um, really praying for somebody. Let me try to give you examples. Um, Most of you guys were here when Pastor Jeff was ministering at Outcry. Think back to that, okay? And those that are going to be listening to this that weren't here, I'm just trying to use this as an example. But as he came, at first he was praying for people. But what he was doing was he would stop for a minute and listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying, remember? And then he would pray for people, what he felt they needed to have prayed over them. Sometimes they would fall, sometimes they wouldn't. But later on, after he had prayed for everybody that way, the Holy Spirit started moving in impartation. It was totally different. And he quickly, it was very fast, he just began to go through and pray for people just like this. And people were falling everywhere. That's impartation. It's two different things. And there's times that I could go through here and say, I'm going to pray for impartation. And I mean, it, it can be pretty quick. You just pray for people. Boom, boom, the anointing's hitting people. But there's a difference between imparting the anointing and then actually spending some time and praying over a person what the Holy Spirit wants you to pray. And I'll tell you something else I've run into. A lot of times people, they want to help you. And they start telling you all these things you need to be praying about. And you're sitting there nodding and smiling, you know, and the Holy Spirit's already told you what the problem is and what to pray. See, you need you need to go with the Holy Spirit. People try to help you, but a lot of times they'll they actually hurt, because they're trying to rationalize that in their mind. They go, "Oh, I think it's this and this," and they give you all these things. You can't go with all that. You got to. And I'm sitting Many times people have done that to me. And you pray about this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and this, and you're going, "Yeah, I'll pray about all that." And the Holy Spirit is dropping in you, but it's this. <laughs> And so then you pray about that, what the Holy Spirit gives you. So anyway, take time to hear from God. Don't judge by the natural. And even if people are trying to help you, um, sometimes it can help. Sometimes it can be a hindrance. But you've got to move with the Spirit of God. What is he saying? That's the key. Because sometimes, too, the Holy Spirit is, is wanting to, to move in somebody's life in this specific way right now. But this person's wanting you to pray about this over here. But see, God's got to do this. Then the next thing, then the next thing, and then what they really want will happen one day. But you see what I'm saying? And the Holy Spirit knows what they need right now. Is this helping anybody? Mm-hmm. So to make it extremely simple, just hear from God. Mm-hmm. Hear from God. Don't pray what you think. Don't pray what they think. Pray what he knows. Okay? And don't focus on revelation alone. I've seen services where there are certain people, I've been in services, that They'll preach, and then they start prophesying. I love prophecy, but they'll start prophesying over everybody. That's fine. That's great. But I've also seen many times, because I worked at this specific uh, facility where there was a lot of people that had been through a lot of abuse. These people needed to be saved. They needed to be healed, and they needed to be delivered. Okay? The prophecy is great, but let me repeat and emphasize to you. They needed to be saved. They needed to be healed, and they needed to be delivered of some demonic stuff. And I kept seeing certain people that they operated in the prophetic, and, and they would they would minister, and then they would prophesy over some people and leave. And I remember just kind of like, that's fine. I mean, I'm sure that they, that they were encouraged by what you said, but, man, these people, they need to be saved. <laughs> they need to be healed. They need to be delivered. You're not really helping them too much right now, especially if they're not even saved. God has a plan for you. He's telling us some prophetic word, and so it's like, okay, that's good, and that's probably true, and, and fine. But let's get them safe first, man, you know? So don't just focus on revelation, because I see sometimes people in the altar ministry, they'll start being able to see or hear the Lord, and they get really excited about that, and they want to go through and hear something for every person. There's a place for that. But but when Jesus ministered, he did operate in that song. No doubt. He operated in Revelation. But what marked Jesus' ministry when he prayed for people? really? You know, healing the sick, driving out demons. Okay? That needs to be there. So if you're just giving people Revelation, you know, that's only just part of what they need. They need a lot more than that. So don't just focus on Revelation alone. Minister under the anointing. All right. regarding Revelation, listen, when you do get Revelation, the axe needs to be laid to the root. There's a scripture in Matthew 3, 7 that uh, John, the Baptist, he was rebuking the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming for baptism. He said to them, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. You do not suppose that you can say of yourselves, hey, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you, from these very stones, God is able to raise up children for Abraham. The ax, listen, the ax is already laid at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And John said, As for me, I baptize you with water for repentance, but there's one who's coming after me who's mightier than I am, and he is. I'm not fit to remove his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand. He's thoroughly clear clear the threshing floor, and he will gather wheat in the barn. That's the harvest coming in. Okay, and then cleanse with fire. But anyway, the point is is that John made a very interesting statement. He said, the axe is laid to the root. A lot of times people come to you and they've got, in the ministry, you'll find a lot of this. they got a lot of fruit problems in their life. They have a lot of, uh, they have these marriage problems. They have this sickness. They have this mental thing. They have this torment. They have da 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 And they come to you and they want you to pray about the fruit. And that's fine. I mean, you want to do that. But I've seen many times where I pray with people and it's like hacking off a fruit. And they feel better for a few days and the fruit grows back. You've got to lay the axe to the root. Everybody get that? Mm -hmm. Again, this goes back to you can't judge by outward things. And you can't go by what they're telling you all all the time. You've got to hear from the Lord. Because the Lord will tell you sometimes the root problem. Why, why is this fruit there in the first place? What's causing this? Because there's a root somewhere. Amen? Amen? And many times when you pray for people, the way that God, some of you will be new to to getting revelation from the Lord. Many times, if you'll stop for a minute, and, um, and let me just encourage you not to pray out of your own natural head. I've seen that so many times in Pentecostal churches. They pray for people and they're just shouting and yelling, whatever. Y'all may not be familiar with this. In the churches I grew up in, it was like that. And let me just encourage you to not do that. Because you're just praying out of your flesh. Hear what the Lord is saying. Stop for a minute. And pray what God is, is saying. But many times for you to get the revelation, as you go up to somebody and you begin to pray for them, this is kind of baby steps. When you first start ministering in this, God will show you something. You'll be, you'll go up to them and you'll, you'll start to pray for them, and all of a sudden you'll see something. Now, <clears throat> those that are young in this will just simply tell the person what they see. <laughs> I see this. The person's like, great. There's a bird, okay? But it's like, what is the point of the vision? What, it, what is God saying? people that are young in this they'll just tell them what they see you need to hear what does it mean god'll show you something but what does that actually mean for the person if you just tell them i, I see a bird that that just flew away it's like you can understand you're, you're ministering to people are a lot of times very unspiritual they the bird flying away doesn't mean anything Okay, They're, they'll think, well, maybe one day i have a pet bird, you know, and I need to make sure that it doesn't fly away. I don't know, you know, and it, the whole time what the Holy Spirit is trying to say is, is that there's some kind of, of a freedom that is being unlocked in them, that maybe there's been something within them that's been um, dormant and God's wanting to bring a freedom so that, that can flow. You see what I'm saying? You need to get the revelation of what does the bird mean? What is it? What is God saying? I'm being serious about this because people a lot of times leave churches and in altar ministry time, and they're like, what in the world? I mean, I have no idea what that meant. I have no... So you need to take the time to, um, if you see some revelation, to help people understand what it is that you are seeing, in fact. So God can also give you a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom to expose, expose a root issue. God can give you a prophetic word sometimes to correct, to encourage, to give future insight. Or to expose something that needs to be exposed. You have to have wisdom about this. I had a a pastor, a friend of mine who's much older than me, tell me that a lot of times when he sees stuff about people or whatever, he said he won't tell them until he knows in his heart that they're ready to hear it. I've learned that that's... Because there's some people that will hate you, literally, and not just a little bit, a lot, and for many years for telling them the truth, even if they ask you. I had a woman one time... Um, I was praying for her and her husband. And God has shown me something. I didn't say anything. And she asked me, so do you see anything about, I said, well, yeah. I said, I do. And I said, real nice, you know. Her countenance right there, because, I mean, I I exposed some spirit, as it were. Her countenance right there went from this to just this look of hate. I'm like, that's interesting. And then she goes like this. She takes her sleeve down and wipes the oil off her head like that. And she turns around and stomps out and hated me from that day, probably till now. That was many years ago. She asked. And she still hates me. So you have to be really careful what you tell people. Some people, even if you see a revelation, you need to be real careful that you what you tell them. You see what I'm saying? Alright. God can give direction or encouragement. Here's the last couple things. Use your authority in Christ. Uh, What do do I mean by that? You have authority to shift things. And I'm not talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about authority. You grow in authority, but you have authority over the works of the devil. So one of the things you've got to understand is Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, I've given you authority over sickness and over demons. So it's not just a matter of, of saying... Holy Spirit be released. What the Holy Spirit is wanting you to do, the Holy Spirit is wanting you in Jesus' name, I command this body to be healed. I command this demonic spirit to leave in Jesus' name. I, I release my authority and I command this to happen. You see what I'm saying? And as you use your authority, then the Holy Spirit will back that up, and he will release his power to enforce it. Okay? So use your authority. Matthew sixteen, nineteen, Jesus said, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So you have authority to bind and loose. Loose means in the Greek to destroy. It means to destroy. So you have authority to destroy the works of the devil. Bind is exactly what you think it means. It means to tie up and bind. So you have authority to bind demonic spirits and destroy their works. But you need to use your authority. Because I'm telling you that a lot of times if you don't use your authority it won't happen. And not only that, the angels are standing there wanting to do it, and they're just waiting for you to use your authority. I wonder how many angels are bored out of their minds in churches across America. They're sitting around playing checkers in the spirit realm because they have nothing else to do, you know, or whatever game, and they're they're just bored, you know. They thumb wrestle each other. It's like, man, I wish so bad this guy would actually use his authority once so we could do something, you know. And they, they, want, they want to be active. They want to be released. But until you rise up and use your authority, they're, they're actually hindered. So use use your authority, but also operate in faith. And I'll give you a couple of things. Um, if you'll get ready to take some notes in a moment, I'll tell you a couple of things. I pray every time. but um, So first off, use your authority. Secondly, flow in the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts 10.38 says, You know Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, and he went around doing good, healing all oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So there's not only a using your authority, but there's also a cooperating with the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is wanting to cooperate with you. And so, in other words, what I'm saying is if the Holy Spirit is moving in a certain direction, learn to move with the Holy Spirit in that direction. For example, when we were in Toronto... There were certain times God was moving in different ways. There was one specific service where John got up and said, "Man, the Holy Spirit is moving into healing right now, and you could feel it man, It was so powerful, but it that wasn't every service that particular service, the Holy Spirit moved in that way, and so he got up and went with the Holy Spirit, and he was cooperating with the Holy Spirit and when people whenever he was in the pulpit, he was using his authority. I command healing, I command things that've been oppressing people's bodies to leave. you know he was using his authority. But he had cooperated with the Holy Spirit in the fact that the Holy Spirit was moving in that direction. So you need to understand that you've got to use your authority but move with the Holy Spirit where he's moving. All right, and then also, when you use your authority and step out in faith, the anointing is released. The power of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, God wants us to operate in those. Pray about that. Hear the Holy Spirit flow with his leading. Alright, here's the last couple things. Don't be too quick to pray for somebody and just walk away. Hear from God. Sometimes after you pray for people, wait until you feel a release. I usually don't leave people until I feel a release to leave. Even if God is flowing and healing, there still might be a message or something. So hang on while you're praying for somebody. Wait until you feel that release before you just walk away. And they may be standing there it doesn't look like anything's happening but you know the Holy Spirit's doing a work and let me say this too don't ever go by what it looks like. I've prayed with people that man they, it doesn't look like nothing's going on you know but but God they came to me later and it was some major miracle some major thing. You know. so don't judge them with the outward another the last thing is this some things about the anointing that's really interesting. A hungry person will unlock the anointing for themselves and others. It's an interesting principle. But I remember that I was talking to Reuben Tillery. He's an older gentleman. and He told me, he said, I asked him about what he's learned about the anointing. He said, well, he said, there was this one time I was in the service. And he said, God was was there, but it wasn't really strong. But there was this one guy. And the Lord told me to pray for this one guy. And this one guy out of the whole group was extremely hungry for God. And I went over to pray for him, and he started crying started shaking even before I got to him. And the second I touched him, the power of God exploded on him. And he said, after it exploded on him, it started exploding in the service, and everybody started getting hit by the power everywhere. That guy unlocked it for everybody. And I remember that um, for a while we were doing the outcries and doing these fire tunnels, and it took a little while to get you know the fire burning. And God dealt with me and reminded me of that. He said, you need to put the hungry people through first. And so we started doing that. And the hungry people come through first and the fire tunnel got lit right off. So it's the hungry. So whenever you're ministering in the anointing, you're ministering a service, let God lead you to the person to pray to first. Because a lot of times that, that one hungry, desperate person will unlock it for everybody. Seriously. The, and then the anointing will really start flowing. All right. There's usually a time in a service when the anointing will explode if you move with the Holy Spirit. And so you've got to discern that. You know That's why a lot of times Benny Hinn will try to be so sensitive to what's going on around him. Because the Holy Spirit on a specific song or something. There may be one specific thing in a service. Or one, one specific thing the Holy Spirit saying to him. And, it, and, and the second he hears that, if he'll step out and do that, all of a sudden everything just opens up. The power of God falls. And it can be suddenly, the suddenlies of God. The story that John Kilpatrick told about his uh, spiritual father, remember? When that lady came to the church service and, and uh, he was in the middle of his sermon. And he just stopped in the middle of it and said, Lady, and he had never seen her for his life, said, You're about to go to a mental institution. And you plan to go there and not leave and die there. And you're going to take your kids and drop them off. He said, If you'll come down there. And she he had never seen her. And it was right in the middle of the sermon. If you'll come down here, God will heal you. And she tried to walk down the aisle. She was shaking under the power of God. And he said, now, Lord, pray. And she hit the ground. She got totally healed, sat in his ministry for years. But it was a suddenly. It was like he was sitting here preaching the word. And the spirit of God came like that real fast. And what did he do? He stopped preaching. And he moved with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit said, pray for that woman now. you got to be willing to do that. And once the Holy Spirit breaks forth, ride the wave. But here's here's four things that I pray for myself before I minister in the altars, you know, I always pray this. I always pray that I would minister under a greater anointing than I ever have. That's the first thing I pray. So if you're taking things down, that's that's something to pray. If you're if you're leading worship, if you're preaching, if you're gonna be praying for people, the Bible says you don't have because you don't ask. Okay? So the first thing I always pray is that I would minister under the greatest anointing that I ever have. The second thing I always pray Is that I would minister in the greatest glory atmosphere that I've ever ministered in. Because the atmosphere is is very key. The third thing I always pray is that I would minister in the greatest faith that I've ever ministered. Because faith is the key that unlocks things. And And specifically about faith, I pray for the gift of faith to be at work. Because when the gift of faith is there, you can believe for things that you never could in the natural. There's no way. You can believe for anything. When the gift of faith comes upon you, you really can't believe for anything. And then the fourth thing that I pray, and and this is a key about Oral Roberts, is that God would give give me the love and the compassion that he has for the people that you're ministering to. That's very important. Oral Roberts, they, somebody had asked him one time, said, what was the key to all the miracles? And he said, I would Pray and pray and pray that God would give me a love for the people and that I would feel that loving heart and that compassion for them. He said that's what brought the miracles. And people were expecting fasting. They were expecting him to talk about his prayer life. They were expecting him to talk about the anointing or or stepping out in faith or whatever, you know, something like that. And it was interesting that Oral said, no. He said, actually, it it was my heart of love and compassion for the people. And he, he said, I had to really pray until God gave me that for those people. And once that came, then then the healing. So, so healing flows in love and compassion. Doesn't it? Alright, so that's number one. ministering under the greatest anointing I ever have. Number two, the, in the greatest glory. Number three, um, the greatest faith that I ever have. And number four, a love, God's love and compassion for the people. Having his heart for the people. That's very important. So anyway... Just to sum it up, don't look at the natural, hear from God. The next thing is use your authority. Command healing. Command the works of the devil to be destroyed. I break this off. That's why I say break. Jesus said, whatever you loose, it loose means to destroy or break. That's why you hear me a lot of times. I break this right now. And you can, you can feel, right when I say it, you can feel something pop. You have authority over these things to break that stuff, break those curses, break that bondage off people and use your authority. And then number three, or the last thing is just cooperate with the Holy Spirit. What is, what is the Holy Spirit doing tonight? It's like last Saturday, you know, the Holy Spirit, I'd been flowing with impartation for like two months and all of a sudden it's like the Holy Spirit's on the sermon. I mean, I, you talk about shifting gears. I've been going for months, just, just praying for everybody flowing in the power of God, you know, and I was kind of in that mindset. So Saturday night comes in. The Lord still moved in the worship and still moved when we pray for people. But man, it was it was on the word. And so I had to. I heard him tell me that it's on the word tonight. And I was just kind of like, let's get into the word. Let's get on that, you know. And I had to cooperate with him because that's what he was on last Saturday. He wasn't moving in impartation. And if I had tried to move in impartation, then it would have been frustrating for me, frustrating for you, and worst off, frustrating for the Holy Spirit. Because he would have been sitting there going, what are you doing? You know, you're supposed to be working with me here. So flow with him. Okay. All right. So I'm going to pray. And let me say one quick thing about revelation. Remember that you've got to learn to hear. And God will show you a lot of times a vision. But you need to learn to see what God's showing you, but also interpret it. That's the key. Because the people are not really going to... And you don't even have to tell them all the time what you're seeing. In fact, it may be good sometimes to not tell them what you're seeing. It may freak some people out. Seriously. Especially if you see something scary or something. Don't don't tell them everything. Just tell them what they need to hear. But that's that's the thing that you'll grow into. The thing is, you'll grow into this. You'll grow into the faith. You'll grow into moving with the Holy Spirit and all of that, okay? So, Lord, we pray as we close that you will help us to come into the greatest anointing that we've ever seen. Be able to minister in the greatest glory we ever have. to Be able to minister in great faith. And that we'll have your love and compassion for the people. And, Lord, help us to have the the revelation that you want us to have. And, Lord, to be able to interpret that revelation. Lord, I pray that you'll raise up great altar workers. Lord, that will operate in the power of God and revelation. And really see the acts laid to the root. And they won't judge by the external, but they'll they'll see what the Spirit is showing them. And they'll speak what the Spirit is speaking. And we thank you, Lord, for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And I thank you for hearing and answering these prayers tonight in this prayer meeting earlier. We thank you, Lord, for it. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.